Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast, where we bring you real life working mom stories, tips, tricks, and advice for thriving and surviving in motherhood. Because you shouldn't have to experience working motherhood alone. Join our community of support as we discuss all of the things and how we get by in this sometimes crazy and imperfect journey of working motherhood. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. Today on the show, I am talking to Kimberly Didrickson. So Kimberly founded the company called Learning Motherhood, and their mission is to support working women and employers through their journey into motherhood. So they are looking to create a culture that will educate and empower moms in their personal life, family, and their workplace. And they do this by allowing parenthood and careers to work together by assisting employers on providing the right tools to retain their employees prior to and after the birth of a family. I had a really great time talking to Kimberly about all things related to returning to work after maternity leave. So we had a really great conversation and we're just really diving into, you know, what we should and shouldn't do and some of the difficult conversations that come up and some of the pointers and tips that we can use in kind of handling our transitions back into the workplace more smoothly and to make it work for our individual situation. So without further ado, let's get started. Hi, Kimberly. Could you start by introducing yourself, your family, your career, and describe your platform, Learning Motherhood, and your purpose behind it? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, my name is Kimberly Didrickson. I have three kids. They are six, four, and two. And it adds to the circus because we have two barking dogs and um, (laughs) a husband as well that happens to be fully at home now during COVID-19. So I was always working from home since starting learning motherhood. And prior to that, I was in a career that was 15 years in the corporate environment. So I used to do a lot of commuting to work. So now we're both not commuting to work right now. So it's a little nuts, but we've figured it out. So that is a nice transition to kind of a little bit about learning motherhood. So our platform with learning motherhood is really to support that transition into motherhood while navigating career and returning back to work after having a baby. And we are really trying to provide tools and resources to help moms through this transition. And through that, we've created some classes in order to really dive into all the components of that transition, whether it's related to understanding your rights for parental leave, to understanding what your rights look like when you return back to work, to 
your relationship absolutely being flipped after not only having a baby, but also the responsibilities of what it looks like now that you are back at work. So we cover a lot of different things. There's actually eight different topics. And then we also talk about going on maternity or parental leave and really supporting that transition as well in order to enjoy the time that you have in those early stages of motherhood. And the purpose behind our organization is really to make change, to not have mothers feel so alone during this transition, but also provide tools and support in order for them to be better set up to smoothly transition back to work with information that they can be armed with to help through all the components that come with that transition. And that includes being able to understand how to navigate those rights when you return back to work, asking for the things you need in a way to actually get them and support your organization as well. I think that's great. And I love how you touched on all of the different areas that as new moms, you might need help in. Because I think sometimes it's just so like focused on the baby. And so I love that you're touching on all of the other areas that are just as important for moms to take care of and to get support in. Yeah, I feel really when I was a new mom, I was 100% focused on my new baby. And through that, I let my needs completely disappear. And what happened from that experience is feeling incredibly lost, not knowing how to really gain some identity of my own in that transition, and also finding a way to really support what my needs were how to get what I need in order to really enjoy my time with my family, but also educate, you know, my partner on how we can do this together. And actually in our maternity series, we have a piece where we actually have the partner join the series to talk about their parental leave rights. And the idea is to really make sure that the father or whomever is your partner is able to also get as much time as they can in order for you to have that support at home along, you know, with any help that you're getting outside of the home. Yeah, that's super important to get the husband on board too. Definitely. So you had mentioned you worked in a corporate career for several years. Did you have to face that returning to work? kind of phase after having your first baby? And how did that go for you? Yeah, I absolutely did. And it was an incredibly challenging experience. And that was because I think a couple things I had this idea of what my career was going to look like and was incredibly focused on that. I had really done the work to get to a leadership level within the organization, be a part of new projects, do all the things to make yourself visible to get to the next levels within an organization. And I really kind of saw what that looked like for me as a future outside parenthood. And 
I also knew I really wanted to have a family. And I just had this idea that probably, well, I know wasn't realistic, which was, I was just going to like put my baby on my hip, drop him off at daycare and go, you know, we were just going to have this great family. And it was as simple as that. And while that might be part of the motions you go through, the reality behind that is there's so many emotions. There's so many steps to get to that on a logistical standpoint alone. And then emotionally, there's a lot that I did not anticipate. And through that experience, I learned how much I missed out on understanding exactly what that transition required in terms of really supporting what my identity looked like now as not just as a mom, but now as a working mom, someone that is still pursuing a career outside of the home and really kind of shifting what that was going to be for me, how I could really intertwine those two of being this mom that was still pursuing a career outside of the home. And then also, you know, the mom that wanted to take my baby to an activity Mm -hmm. and experience that moment or the mom that wanted to see like them walk for the first time or whatever it was and having these really incredible moments of not knowing how to navigate both of those together and be okay with, you know, the time I spend with him is just incredibly powerful and in terms of quality versus quantity and just getting my head around that. So essentially I went through like a ton of really intense anxiety moments to almost like the moment I saw an email from work while I was on parental leave. The moment I saw a phone call, my whole demeanor changed for the entire day. And it took me out for the entire day. And you know what? That is something so many mothers go through because they just don't know how to connect the two. And that is, you know, why we created Learning Motherhood is to really support that. But for me personally, I had to literally practice going around the block in order to actually start learning how I could transition and Mm -hmm. have a commute and get into the office because I couldn't even make it around the block where my home was. Yeah, I think that's such a powerful story and kind of transitions to kind of the next question I had. So, so many moms feel so alone when they return to work after their parental or maternity leave. They just feel like they're the only ones and that this is happening to and which is obviously not true. And it's funny because I actually touched on this in my last podcast interview as well. So how do you think like what steps can they do to make their transition easier? Or I know obviously you're a great resource with learning motherhood, but many moms like maybe five years ago, six years ago, like when I returned to work, I didn't really see those types of resources. But what steps would you tell them to do or for them to think about or mentally prepare themselves, I guess? I would say, number one, I had this idea prior to being a new mom that I would just figure it out. Like it would just happen. I also had this idea after being a new mom and I had my 
little baby with me that if I asked for help, I was less than like, I should be able to do this. I mm-hmm. should be able to do this on my own. I shouldn't have to go to a therapist to navigate, you know, how to connect the two of being a mom and going back to work. I should be able to figure this out on my own. And I a hundred percent think that that is not reasonable. When you look at moms that aren't going back outside of the home to a career and you look at what they are doing to support one another, which is they have like mom groups and all these different things to support them. Mm -hmm. It's just the same for a working mom that is going to a career outside the home. They really, the embrace of knowing it's okay to have that help, I think is so incredibly challenging to get your head around as a new mom. And then in addition to that, I think it's really important if you can, prior to having your child is finding a mentor that you look up to, whether that's personally or in your place of work that has kids that understands, you know, what it feels like that's gone through it recently, meaning like in the last five years. And I say that because I think that when sometimes when I went back to work, there were other mothers that went through, you know, obviously every mother has gone through what I went through and you went through. But the difference I feel like is that the idea of how to navigate it was like, we just powered through. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's the right answer. And so, you know, when you're looking for someone to be a part of that discussion to lean on, then that conversation has to look differently. That has to be like, here are the actual things that we've done to support kind of having a dual working family or being, you know, the breadwinner or what have you. Like, these are the things of how we navigated it. But quite honestly, if you can get into a program like Learning Motherhood or something similar, you're going to just feel so much more empowered to really be able to have those conversations with your spouse at home, have those conversations at work to navigate how you are returning back. And in addition to that, you know, really, I think one of the big things is having the ability to be okay with asking for that help, even if it's sleep related. You know, I honestly think that for a baby shower, it should never like the first thing on that list should be a sleep consultant. Um, (laughs) As a working parent, like, oh my gosh, or, you know, like a mom that's staying home and they have more than one kid or just, it's just like, oh my gosh, that is getting sleep just becomes such a game changer. Anyway, that's a side note, but I highly recommend, you know, the promotion of, you know, really investing and getting you as a mother and your partner, the ability to get some sleep on top of all of this. Oh yeah. I definitely agree with that as having not really gotten sleep for the first year. (laughs) Yeah. It is really tough. 
I think now moving forward, like when I have friends that are having new babies, it would be a really great idea to kind of like give them things like that, or maybe like give them like say, hey, there's this group called Learning Motherhood, and here's a free like month to their resources or something. Exactly. Yeah. We have gift cards. and Yeah, exactly. It's just, I think that services to support a mom need to, you know, I love the idea of supporting obviously our new little ones, but then I think on top of it, it just becomes such a shock to women's system through that transition Mm -hmm. and navigating their realities of what it looks like when you return back. And I think that this idea of just figuring it out leaves a lot of trial and error that eventually can really be incredibly challenging for your work environment and for your home life. When your home life is more in sync, and that's why we include information related to relationships, related to sleep, related to the postpartum period, is because those things are really important to the puzzle in terms of being able to be present in some way at when you're back in your career. Yeah, definitely. And kind of transitioning then to talk about workplaces. And sometimes the problem is that workplaces are not providing new moms with tools that they need to succeed after returning to work. So what tips would you give to the companies or the workplaces that currently do not have programs in place? Yeah. So one of the things that I would say a hundred percent is that top of mind is this need to make sure that both the mother and partner, so father or partner is taking parental leave. That is like, first of all, sending a message that we are really supporting both parents being a part of this transition. We see that this needs to represent the identity within the organization as a family unit. That sends a huge message. So if the mothers are only taking the leave and the partners are not a part of that leave and are asked to rush back, that is already creating that inequality that so many of us are have or will experience in the workplace. So that's like my number one thing I like to say right off the bat related to that. In addition to that, I'll add that being flexible with that transition, being okay with, you know, women coming back in a way that is supported to a couple times during a week and kind of going through a ramp up period could be incredibly beneficial to really getting an employee that feels supported, which will inevitably give you more productivity because they want to actually work there. And then I'll say that having resources, obviously, like Learning Motherhood, where we work with organizations to create these programs, but having resources like childcare to have somewhere where parents can feel really confident in the programs being offered speaks volumes in terms of feeling a lot more secure about leaving your little ones with someone else and feeling like the company is behind you and supporting how that looks. Yeah, I think that's all really great advice. And in terms of kind of creating an inclusive 
return to work culture. I think that's so important that more companies do that because it's only going to benefit them in the long run to retain these employees, these parent employees. It's going to be a benefit to their company, I believe. So I think, you know, putting out there those resources, I think is super important. Absolutely. What tips would you give to new moms to kind of who are uncertain when they return to work of how to advocate for themselves at their workplaces without overstepping boundaries? Yeah, so the biggest one I would say is I call it the with them, which is what's in it for them. And I hate that we have to be in that situation, but in the U.S., the way our parental leave is set up is just not ideal. I mean, it's just clearly not ideal. Mm -hmm. And so to kind of go through this process of advocating for yourself without overstepping boundaries, really putting together a plan of how you're going to transition back to work, a proposal and demonstrating in that proposal exactly what's the benefit for them. So let's say you're saying, I would like to work three days a week for the next month, or I would like to ramp up two days this week, three days this week, four days the following week. And finally, at the end of the month, hit that five-day period. Why would that be a benefit to the organization? And that is where you have an opportunity to get buy-in. So talk about why that would be a benefit. And the benefit is that this allows you the time to really understand what the transition will look like for you and enable you to be present for those days and acclimate to that change and really start to understand how your childcare is going to work during that period of time. My recommendation is always to start childcare before you go back to work. But at the same time, there's obviously a period where your first day, you're looking at your computer screen, and then you're also like calling the daycare or you're looking at your monitor (laughs) with the nanny. Like it's really hard to focus. So if you're going through this period of transition, you can say, this is how I think I will be the most productive for you is being able to kind of smoothly transition and add days to my schedule on a weekly basis. And here are the things that I am going to focus on during the days that I'm present at work. And then ask for feedback and say, what do you think would work? And why don't we just try it for two weeks and then reevaluate? And you'll be surprised how much more you'll get a yes when you really come to it as a collaborative environment versus coming to it in a place of, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. This is what you I'm owed. Now I need you to agree to this or I'm going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's hostile. Not saying that those aren't like justified thoughts. It's just probably not going to get you the yes that you're looking for. Right. Yeah. I can definitely relate to that. I went into like a part-time couple for two or three months, I think, after I had my daughter. I went into part-time work transitioning back to my company, but it was kind of like they had no idea how to deal with it because my boss was kind of like, well, I've never had someone work part-time for me. How is that supposed to work? But I did kind of take that approach where I was like, well, these are the days that I'll be there and these are the hours I could do. And it's just 
you know, these are the specific tasks and these are the objectives that I'm going to be accomplishing. And then he was okay with it. Yeah. Is if you're clearly kind of outlining it, it shows the thoughtfulness behind it. It also shows your commitment to the organization, which is, you know, on there and the fear and whether that's an okay fear or not, I think that's an acknowledged fear within the organization. That is a stigma Mm -hmm. that has been created and we can change that stigma by being able to do exactly that, like mapping out what it looks like. By the way, your boss should have been able to map it out for you, but at the same time, yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) And that's why like I say this and I just, at the same time, I want to acknowledge that it shouldn't be this way, but you know, we're trying to get to that. Yes. And so that is, you know, and also be in what is current reality Mm -hmm. and It will look different in the future. I'm confident that if we continue to kind of push the envelope and say this is not okay, and obviously the pandemic has clearly demonstrated it's not okay, you know, change will occur. But at the same time, we still have to kind of educate, unfortunately. Yeah, for sure. So what would be your best advice to give new moms who have a day that just feels so overwhelming, like they feel maybe like they need to quit their job because it's too much to handle. And just all the stress and pressure is building up anxiety. What advice would you give to them? Take a break. So I simply think that sometimes we struggle to be able to take those breaks for many reasons. One, we don't want anyone to feel like we're not doing the work at our job. Two, if we don't work in the time frame that we have, does that'll mean less time with our family. And three, we don't leave ourselves any time for ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what I mean by take a break is simply you know, kind of looking at what your schedule is and saying, okay, like I've hit my limit here. I need to schedule a day off or I need to relook at how my current work schedule looks like and figure out some flexibility in that. Or that is me asking for support from a caregiver, my partner, my family, some ways to do that. And if all of those are not available, then that you find ways within your home to give yourself space Mm -hmm. to just be alone. Because oftentimes I feel like, especially in that beginning stages, and then, you know, as me with three kids, I don't want to hear noise. I don't (laughs) want to hear, I don't want someone on me. Like I just want my body for myself. I don't want to hear someone yell, mom. I don't want to hear the dogs barking. So (laughs) when I was kind of in that space where I was really frustrated in new motherhood in that first year with my first child, I would say, and I didn't have any other outlets because I like to kind of work from like what's feasible to, you know, obviously the ideal situation. But if you have no one that you can kind of give that baby to, go take a walk. Like literally get outside and take a walk with a babe. And then as if you can, like I highly recommend finding some support with your partner 
obviously that should just happen. And then in addition, if you can find help that you feel comfortable with, then that is a time to just invest in that and be okay with being away from that because you will be a better mom if you have time for yourself. Oh yeah, definitely agree with that. And I think even that could be great advice, not only for new mothers, but now like going through this pandemic and when we're all just basically with our kids all of the time, no matter if we're a stay at home mom or a working mom in a corporate career or, you know, a working mom at home, whatever our situation is now, I think we all need that like space to breathe. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I will say, you know, just on kind of supporting that on a weekly basis, because I think that that is a really key piece to not get to that point that, you know, we're talking about is really to put it on your calendar every week. So Mm. there's three things on my calendar every week that is just for me. And my husband knows it, my kids know it. And that just happens. It's just part of our weekly routine, like dropping our kids off at school or like, you know, having dinner or whatever it is, it is just part of the routine for the week. I love that actually putting it in your calendar. I think that's a really great tip because then it's like there, it's tangible, you can see it. And, you know, if you skip it, you're more likely to be like, oh, but I skipped something in my calendar. It's actually written down. So you have that like right in front of you. I think that's a great tip. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that there's huge benefits in, I think routines are essential when you have so many moving parts with different parts of your life, with career, family, navigating, childcare, all these different things. Routines become so really crucial in order to kind of navigate the smoothness of your day. With that being said, a routine does take time to actually become a routine. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, for me personally, what has been the game changer to make sure that I do those things during the week is I commit to them with someone else, whether it's a run that I'm doing, or it is a happy hour with on zoom, whatever it is, I'm committed because I'm connected to someone somehow in person or not in person that I committed that to, or I paid funds to. I love that kind of having an accountability partner. Exactly. Yeah, that is so important. So I have just a sort of like a lightning round of questions that I ask every guest on the podcast. So the first one is, what is something you would consider to be like your non-negotiable practice that you have to do every day so you can start or end your day on a positive note? I actually just talked about it. I have to have breaks in the day. I (laughs) function. It's so crucial. It took me a little bit to learn that, but with three children, I will not be able to navigate their emotions, which are incredibly different based on the ages of all three of them. If I don't have some time to fill my cup. Definitely a good one. What would be your favorite working mom hack to get you through like a really hectic or difficult day? Prep the night before. I'm one of those people that I just feel more 
in position to be able to tackle a really hectic day if I have all the parts kind of prepped out and prepared to navigate for that day the night before. I also feel more confident if I do that in terms of tackling all the different things that need to be accomplished. That is number two on that is I try to simplify my task list. So for instance, if there's a lot going on and during this pandemic is a perfect example of a tremendous amount of work that has to occur just in your home. So we dumb down the things to do list to three things that are like top priority. Mm -hmm. And then if you get to the fourth, fifth thing autumn, but really it's the top three that are the most important to kind of accomplish that day. Yeah, that's great advice. I am definitely trying to work more on preparing like the night before and all of those things. I find it, it's funny because I worked outside of the home for like 10 years and then I just transitioned this year, obviously like working from home during the pandemic, but then just transitioned out of corporate. And I find it harder now to maintain routines than I did when I was working outside the home. So I'm kind of like reestablishing all of that now. (laughs) Yeah, I think that that's probably the most challenging part of this piece. There's so many great things about working from home and the flexibility, the opportunity for when you don't have kids in your house, the opportunity to have less interruptions are there. However, there's also like you're in your home. Mm -hmm. So it becomes kind of a mindset thing to be like, it's okay to block off my schedule to do the following that I need to get done on a work perspective. And so on that piece, I also highly recommend instituting some type of transition from the different flows of your day that go in and out from family to work. And if you have that, whether it's like five minutes or 20 minutes, that can really set you up to get into that mindset in order to dedicate that time. But you have to schedule and block the time out to, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you're building your own business, it's absolutely crucial because there will always be something in your space that needs to get done. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So who would you consider are your favorite or most influential, like either podcasters, authors, bloggers, or other experts? So I look to podcasts and bloggers, authors, all of those things. I look at it differently based on the season of life I'm in. Mm -hmm. So podcasts have been like a really great retreat for me during this pandemic because it can feel incredibly lonely when you're not able to gather the way you used to with your mom friends. Yeah. And so, and I'm actually, I thrive off of that experience. So some of my favorite podcasts are the mom hour. Mm -hmm. I um, just love the banter between two or three people. And uh, another one is what fresh hell laughing in the face of motherhood. And then the last one is like this very, I just think she's just so smart in terms of how she kind of talks through motherhood and career and entrepreneurship. And I really, really value kind of her perspective is Amy Nelson. She started the Riveter. She was an attorney prior to starting that. She has four small kids that are, I believe, five and under. 
And, you know, I just love the honesty that comes behind everything that she shares. And then I'm just going to add another one because we also need to laugh. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely love Sarah Blakely. You know her? I've heard of her. What is her podcast called? So she's not a podcaster, but he is the owner of Spanx. Oh, okay. That's where I've heard of her. Yeah. And she's just funny. Like she has lots of kids and her approach to motherhood is just really, and career is just in a way that, you know, breaks up the seriousness of life. Mm -hmm. And it just, I look for those right now when it feels hard, especially on an entrepreneur level and a corporate perspective. I look at that and go, oh, I can get behind that. Yeah, definitely. I'll have to check out a few of those that you mentioned. My list always grows after I ask this question. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many and there's so many new ones, like obviously your podcast and so many new ones. I love too. these ones that I'm mentioning are like the tried and true, like the ones that I've been listening to since I my first son, or I found in those first couple of years of my first son. So they've just kind of stood the test of time, essentially. Yeah, for sure. So what are you currently working on in your business that you're most excited about? So I am really excited about some great launches that are happening to support all parents across the country. And we are really in preparation for that. I have such a hard time with this because I just want to put it out there. (laughs) (laughs) I have to like take the steps back and make sure that I'm doing all the steps in order to make it the best that I'm super proud of. So we're working on something really great that's going to support parents across the country. And that is actually something that really was part of the initial vision of learning motherhood. We wanted to get like a cup a year of kind of research and exposure to so many different industries in order to put this together. And we're there. So I'm really excited about that. It's going to have a community perspective to it and something that we're going to be able to leverage for our corporate clients. So it's going to be a really great tool to hopefully support making changes in organizations and individual homes in order to really change what currently is the messaging during this pandemic. So, you know, it's been so hard for working parents, working mothers during this time of the pandemic, and we've been hit incredibly hard. And so my approach to this, even before the pandemic is, okay, that's our reality. Now, what do we do to change it? And so that's where we live is in this place of, okay, how are we going to change it? How are we going to pivot in order to make sure that the resources are available in a way that supports a larger group? So we're excited. Yeah, that sounds absolutely amazing. I can't wait to see you release that and find out more details about that. So where can the listeners find you online? Where do you hang out often? And all those details. So you can find us at learning-motherhood.com. That's where you can see our blog posts related to career and motherhood and parenting. 
And then our series is up there too to register for. And in addition to that, we are very active on Instagram and LinkedIn. So you can just find us underneath Learning Motherhood. You will certainly see us there. Okay, perfect. And yeah, I'll also add in the show notes, I can add all of those links as well. So people can just go right into the show notes and click right to your website and Instagram and all of that good stuff. Excellent. Thank you so much. So thank you so much, Kimberly, for coming on the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. I really enjoyed having this conversation with you. I think so many moms can relate to all the topics we talked about and just really appreciate you taking the time to come on today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Um, It's been a pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. So, wow. I know I got so many valuable pieces of information out of that interview with Kimberly. Even though my daughter is five years old now, and I wish I would have received some of this advice five years ago, but I'm so happy that we can help other new working moms and give them this invaluable advice about returning to the workforce after a parental leave. So some of the things we talked about, asking for help, number one, you shouldn't have to 100% figure out everything on your own. It's okay to have that help. And as we touched on, especially if it's related to getting sleep with a new baby, because we all know how stressful those first few months can be with a newborn. Asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's okay to ask for help. And in addition, checking out programs like Working Motherhood, Learning Motherhood would be a great way to start in trying to be proactive about getting that help initially when you first have a new baby. Number two takeaway that I really got a lot out of was putting your me time on your calendar. So scheduling three things every week and specifically writing it down on your calendar is going to make a world of a difference. I didn't used to do this. I just started doing this recently because I'm really trying to streamline processes and routines and make things run smoother. And so I actually will schedule in times that I'm going to go for a solo walk do a yoga session, or do a workout, and I actually write it in my calendar. Number three, routines are essential to navigate your day. Commit to your routines with someone else and think of three things that are top priority. Because let's face it, we always have a constant running to-do list in our minds as working moms, and it's not fair for us to constantly beat ourselves up if we can't get through the entire to-do list in a given day. So choosing those three things that are top priority for you in that given day and then giving yourself the grace to push other items to subsequent days and just giving yourself some time and some space and the realization that everything is not always going to be perfect 100% of the time. I think that's really what we were trying to get to in this discussion. 
So I really loved Kimberly's discussion of returning to work after maternity leave. And I really hope you go check out her resources at Learning Motherhood. She has so many good things going on there. And she is just truly a wonderful, nice um, person who really wants to help other working moms. And I had a great time talking to her. So please go check out her resources. And before you go, I just wanted to tell you one more thing. So recently I started listening to audiobooks on Audible because I found that I would get to the end of the day and I'm a huge reader. I love to read, but I was finding that I was not really having time to sit down and like flip through a book and I really missed that part of my day. So I know as busy working moms, it's hard to find the time to actually sit down and read for pleasure or for learning. And like I said, I'd often get to the end of the day too tired to actually hold a book and read, or there's also other things needing to be done like folding laundry, loading the dishwasher, or picking up items around the house. So that's why I discovered Audible for listening to audiobooks. It's like listening to podcasts, but features full-length books by your favorite authors and genres. I can often queue up an audiobook, hop in my AirPods, and get my end-of-night tasks accomplished. Or sometimes I just lay in bed in the dark with my eyes closed listening because, you know, we all have those days where we can physically not do one more thing because we're so exhausted. So laying in bed listening to an audiobook has become a pretty nice nighttime evening routine for me. And if you want to give Audible a try, for all listeners of the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast, you can sign up for a free trial and get one free audiobook on the house to test it out. Just go to audibletrial.com slash confessions of a working mom and you can sign up for your free trial today to get started on listening to those favorite audiobooks. That is audibletrial.com slash confessions of a working mom. Thank you so much for listening in today to Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes of this episode for all the links to what we've talked about today. Also, head on over to theworkingmomcollective.com to sign up for my free five-day challenge for creating a working mom non-negotiable routine. We've all been there stressed out, burnt out, and overwhelmed as working moms handling all of the things. My free challenge will walk you through step-by-step my exact method for creating a working mom routine that takes you from burnout to actually waking up and feeling great about your day. And finally, please subscribe to this podcast and rate and review if you have a few minutes. Tell your working mom friends and anyone else that might be interested in this content. I'd love as many moms as possible to gain value from the podcast. If you'd like to nominate someone or yourself to be a guest, please contact me at kelly at theworkingmomcollective.com. I am so happy you chose to listen in today. And I cannot wait to dive into next week's topic with you.